Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. of the fun and games Friday here at the Sac City podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined by my best friend in the whole entire world, Aaron the Mukesaya Mukes. It is a beautiful March 11th evening here at the city. Episode five is underway. We've got a great show ahead of us. We are we're, we're, we're it's it's down it's getting down to predictions here. We had a lot of prediction shows during the regular season. And we decided to bring it back one more time before we kind of put a kibosh to all the predictions. <laughs> well, mock draft season's coming up, so there's going to be tons of predictions. Either way, great show ahead of us. Aaron, how's it going, buddy? Um, listen, episode five already. Single. Like, it, it, go, it goes fast. We're going to be at episode 100 for the city uh, here in no time, and we, we know how big we do episode 100. So oh, yeah. uh, I'm excited about that. Funny Games Friday. Uh, just you and I tonight. Obviously, the other two gentlemen are are busy doing their thing, but uh, we got a good show. We're going to talk a lot about the breaking news this week and a lot of news and notes, right? A lot of things happen around the NFL. Um, I'm excited to talk about it, let everybody know where I stand on it, and then get into these free agency targets. Where are these players going to end up, and is your team going to benefit from these players? Uh, I'm excited to let people know who's going to be on their team next year. Yeah, let me let me actually ask you that. We're I, we're obviously going to get into some news and notes. We're going to get into all that, but let me ask you that question right off the jump. What team in the NFL? This is completely off the dome here. What team in the league needs to be the most aggressive this year in free agency? Uh, it depends how you define aggressive. Um, the the easy answer here is the Cincinnati Bengals, right? You 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 have a million dollars in cap space, <laughs> you know, a ton, a ton of cap space. Um, you get an offensive line that obviously struggled in the Super Bowl, but you were just in the Super Bowl. And if you bring a few pieces back and you go out and you address that offensive line, you can find yourself repeating as the AFC champions. So I, I'm going to start there. I'm going to say the Cincinnati Bengals should be on the phone. They should be working their sources, trying to get whatever holes filled that they can, because obviously when they're playing at their best, they're one of the best teams in football. And they proved that last year. So uh, I looked at the Cincinnati Bengals to be super aggressive with all that cap space. Um, unlike some other teams that are a little bit handcuffed by the salary cap. Yeah, there's there's I mean, there it's like we talk about like the parody in the league and, and how there's so many good teams. There's a lot of teams that are that have cap space. And then there's also a lot of teams that are really grinding with with the with the with the cap here. What's the what's the number this year? What I remember they said the, the number was like a little over 200, right? A little over 200, 208. Um, and there's some teams that still have to get underneath the salary cap before, you know, the new league year starts next week. But 
We, we've mentioned this before. The salary cap is more of a guideline. Uh, they find ways to restructure contracts and they have some really smart people, far smarter than I am, that know how to work these contracts and, and you know, kind of finagle the numbers to get these teams where they need to be. I have no doubt most teams will be under the cap and still be able to go out and address free agency. And then again, just being creative with the way they structure the new deals to allow them to still add significant pieces. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today when I bring up you know, some of my predictions and how these teams will be able to afford these players. Yeah. It's, it's, we, we talked about it all on, I think it was Monday's show. There's two things that the NFL teams and the NFL can get around. It's COVID when they want to get around that they'll get around it and money when they want to get around that they will sure as hell get around that. Uh, let's get into the news and some, some headlines. Let's not even the news and nugs. It's headlines all week this week. Today was really taken over by one Deshaun Watson. We all had a markdown on our calendars that Deshaun Watson was going to have his court hearing today to decide whether or not he was going to be charged, uh, accused, or he was being accused of sexual misconduct. The grand jury today stated that he will not face any criminal charges. Deshaun Watson is a free man, and now <laughs> the we are now we are on Watson watch. What are your thoughts on? Now him being a free man and what the Houston Texans do from here. Um, it, it took a long time, right? We we've seen the the reports over the course of a year now kind of filter out and they had to get things situated and finally he got into court. And then today we got a little bit of clarity. It's the first step to getting Deshaun Watson back on the football field. And I don't want to come on here and talk about whether the alleged assault or whatever misconduct took place or not. All we can do is take what we have, the information that we've been given. And the fact is they're not indicting him on criminal charges. So that does allow him to kind of proceed forward now with his NFL career. Now, by no means does this mean he's free and clear from any repercussions that the NFL may want to decide to lay down on him. But this does give teams a little bit of hope. Obviously, you're not looking at jail time or anything like that. So teams can start being a little bit more aggressive, the ones that were interested in kind of pursuing him. So I expect that market to ramp up over the next few days, especially with free agency hitting uh, the draft coming up. Teams are going to be kind of excited to get that quarterback on their roster. So and he's one of the best quarterbacks in football when he plays. So I expect there to be a big market for him. There's a number of teams that could use him. We talked about the Indianapolis Colts, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Carolina Panthers. Don't forget the 49ers had links to him last year. Um, there are some teams out there that are going to be going after Deshaun Watson. And now you get with the Russell Wilson trade, you get Seattle back in the mix. So uh, I'm excited for that whole thing to play out, but we still have to wait and see what the NFL does. They're still doing their investigation. And it would not shock me if there's still a suspension that's handed down um, on some level, whether that's six games, 10 games, a year, three, three games. We don't know, right? We've never seen really this happen uh, to this extent. So I'm interested to see what happens with the NFL, and whether they decide to take action or not. But these next couple of weeks are going to be really, really fun when it comes to Deshaun Watson talk. Oh yeah. Like I said, we are, we are now on Watson watch, keeping an eye on where he is going to end up because it's funny. I remember last year thinking to myself, Man, Houston really messed up by not trading Deshaun Watson when they had the chance. And now I feel like we're back at that same position. Like, not, a, not I shouldn't say we're back at the same position that they messed up, but I feel like we've now reset the clock here for Houston. I feel like everyone is now like, we went through the time, we went through the, the, like the, the timeline of, okay, they have a ton of value to trade for, to Deshaun, for Deshaun Watson. They can get a ton of picks, a ton of prospects, whatever it may be, they can get it all. And then as the draft progressed and we went, we got past it, we're like, man, Houston's losing value by the day. 
I feel like we've reset ourselves now because I think I mean because there's talks now going around that Seattle's in the mix and they might offer exactly what they gave up for 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 Russell Wilson or exactly what they got in return for Russell Wilson with all the first round picks in and everything like that. So do you feel that way as well with, with like I feel like it all's reset. Um, I, I do think the the market's back. Um, I know there was talks a, a team that's kind of said they've gone away, which was the Miami Dolphins. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they tried to stick their nose back in it. Now, I know Chris Greer and them over there, they really like Tua, and that's part of the reason why Flores is gone. But um, you have to take this for what it is. You have to look at the talent of Deshaun Watson, look at your organization and your franchise and who you have at the quarterback position and say, can we upgrade? And if so, what do we have to give up in order to make that happen? I think any team right now would be doing a disservice to themselves if they weren't looking at Deshaun Watson, if they were in need of a quarterback. So I, I think all of those teams you mentioned, and then some maybe that we haven't even thought about uh, should be in on Deshaun Watson. and should be at least kicking the tires to see if there's something that can get done. Yep. Yeah. And, the, and we will be locked in on all the Watson news throughout this entire time uh, that it goes on. It should, it should be quick. Honestly, I'm expecting Monday we're talking about where Deshaun Watson is and what his impact on his new team is. Uh, but if you want to really be locked and loaded on our Deshaun Watson watch, head on over to the Sac City Pod on TikTok because our reaction videos are on there. We're, we're putting out exclusive content that you cannot get anywhere else. So head on over to the Sac City Pod on TikTok for more fun conversations about Sean Watson and more another trade happened on Thursday. The Los Angeles chargers are sending a second round pick and a sixth round pick, a, t a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick to the Chicago bears in return for Khalil Mack. Now we get to see Khalil Mack join the chargers with him and Joey Bosa. It's a, the NFC West is just an absolute race, an absolute dogfight right now, jockeying for position. The Chargers answer back by trading for Khalil Mack. What were your instant reactions to this deal for the Chargers? Uh, it's what they needed. This is this is an arms race right now in the AFC West. The fact of the matter is, is the quarterbacks that are in that division now, um, how do you counter that? Well, you counter it with a pass rush. So the Chargers went out and said, you know what? Our defense has been weak over the past couple of seasons. Let's go out and get one of the best, better pass rushers in football. Many people will say he's past his prime. He hasn't played as well over the past couple of seasons. But when you're playing in Chicago and they've been kind of down, those things can happen. Khalil Mack is an elite pass rusher. And now you're on the opposite side of another elite pass rusher. You can only, you know, it's only good things from here. I think that's a good tandem. And now you're looking at, uh, a, a tandem that's going to have to get after guys like Patrick Mahomes and just, and um, Russell Wilson and then Derek Carr. So I, I like it for the Chargers. I think it's a step in the right direction for what they need most, which is defense. And I look for them to also add a few other pieces in free agency to kind of bolster up that defense as we go forward here in the AFC West. And again, this is going to be probably the toughest division in football. It's, it's going to shift from the NFC West to the AFC West in a matter of a year. And, and it's, it's crazy how that's going to happen, but you look at those four teams and all four of those teams could easily be in the playoffs next year. It's uh it's going to be fun to watch. Oh yeah, it is. Last year, like I say, like you said, last year we were watching the NFC West. Now it's all about the AFC West. One last question on Mac. Was it enough? What is like, was that the right price for Khalil Mac a second and a sixth, or do you think Chicago could have searched for a first round pick for Khalil Mac? 
Oh, no, no way. No way. Okay. Nobody's giving up a first round pick for a 31 year old, uh, you know, pass rusher who, again, I don't think he's kind of gone downhill like people say, but his production has been a little bit less over the past couple of seasons. Uh, obviously, last year he got injured, didn't play very much. The year before that, he did play all 16 games, but he only had nine sacks. He hasn't had double digit sacks since 2018, where he was a first team all pro. Do I think he could get back to that level? Probably not. Yeah. But could he be a, a Pro Bowl pass rusher again? Absolutely. He was oh, two yeah. years ago. So uh, I think he can get to that level and he can still contribute. And he still has a few years left. So um, I think that's a scary defensive line. But I you think know, they got the right price for him. You know what I could see? And I don't, I don't want to make this exact comparison, but I'm going to. What they had in Los Angeles. And obviously there's no Aaron Donald in, 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 in what I said. What happened in with the Rams, and I got to be specific here, talking about both Los Angeles teams in the same sentence in the same conversation. What happened with the Rams? You had Aaron Donald, and then you bring in Von Miller, and you know Von Miller is going to get to the quarter, going to be able to get to the quarterback because they're double teaming Von, uh, Aaron Donald. What could happen here is double teams to either Joey Bosa or Khalil Mack, and one is freeing up the other here. So it's a very good, it's a very good situation for the Los Angeles Chargers, especially with all those good quarterbacks now in that division. Uh, another trade, and you know what? Let's let's go here. Our fans are are clamoring for us and dying for us to talk about this. We did not, we were unfortunately not able to talk about the Denver Broncos Seattle Seahawks trade on Wednesday's show. So we're here tonight to do so. The Seattle Seahawks, if you live under a rock, got rid of and dealt away Russell Wilson and got a whole hell of a lot. You see it here. First round picks, second round picks, fifth round picks. Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, a massive, a massive haul for the Seattle Seahawks. In return, the Broncos get Russell Wilson and a 2022 fourth round pick. When this deal popped up on your Twitter feed, Aaron, what was going through your mind? Um, shock because you don't see big time quarterbacks getting traded in the NFL. So I was shocked because of that. But when we got the news of Aaron Rodgers, I knew Denver was going to have to do something in, you know, to, to bring that quarterback position back to where they want it. And this is very similar to when they brought in Peyton Manning, right? A veteran quarterback who they feel can take them and lead them to a championship. Russell Wilson, to me, is the guy for Denver. Um, you can talk about the Aaron Rodgers and how that would have fit there with Nathaniel Hackett and the familiarity and how good that would have been. But I kind of like the Russell Wilson fit here. I like the Russell Wilson fit with Javante Williams. I like the Russell Wilson fit with the type of weapons they have on the outside. They got a guy in Jerry Judy who's a route running technician. Um, and then they got big play guys like Cortland Sutton on that. On, and then Tim Patrick has signed a new contract. So they got weapons. Uh, they like Albert O as a tight end, which is why they were able to move on from a Noah Fant. And then their offensive line starting to get to come together. They can add a little bit of pieces there. And you already know they had one of the top defenses last year when, when they were playing. So um, I like the fit here with Russell Wilson. And I also like it for Seattle. I think Seattle got the right price for him. I think it was time for them to move on. And everybody's talking about Denver's going all in. Denver's going all in. Well, yeah, every team that acquires a probably future Hall of Fame, all pro quarterback is going all in. These, these, these teams don't want to sit here and, and pay this quarterback all this money and not be trying to win Super Bowls. So when teams are saying they sold the farm, well, yeah, of course they sold the farm for him because they are trying to win now in the next two or three years. And is it going to work? Maybe not. Maybe they don't win a Super Bowl because they got the Chargers and the Raiders and the Chiefs there. 
but it's something that they had to do with the team that they have constructed right now, their cap space, their ability to maneuver because they've got good young players that they haven't paid yet. I think it's the right time for them. Um, and, and, you know, good good for them. They're making a move, and, and I think it's going to work. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but no. I, I do think it's going to work in in being successful where they haven't been over the past few years. Do you think that there's that I don't want I hate I hate asking this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Do you think if Russell Wilson doesn't win a Super Bowl in Denver, his. I don't want to say his resume, but his resume does. Do you think it get, gets a little tarnished because we I mean, we're now in in the in the reality of. You go to a new team. I mean, you saw it with Stafford. You saw it with Tom Brady. Originally, it happened with Peyton Manning with the with the Denver Broncos team. If Russell Wilson can't get that Super Bowl ring here in Denver, is there how how does that affect Russell Wilson's legacy? I think it depends. I don't think it's about the ring. Um, I said this over and over. Getting a ring is hard, right? One team wins it a year, so there's going to be some quarterbacks that are really great that don't win. Uh, I think it's about making them relevant. So Russell Wilson's what, 32 years old, 33 years old. He could play another seven, eight years in this league. If he takes Denver to AFC championship games, maybe gets to a Super Bowl, but ultimately just doesn't win one. I don't think we're questioning the greatness of Russell Wilson. I think he's still going to be considered a great quarterback. It, to me, it's more about, can you find that consistency with this, within an organization that hasn't been very good since Peyton Manning left and hasn't been able to find a quarterback? So if they're in the playoffs every year and they're fighting and they're in contention, I think that's what we're looking for and give them opportunities to perhaps win a Super Bowl. That's To me, that means more than just, oh, I went to a Super Bowl one year, I won it, and then you, you're not good for five years. It, to me, um, I'd rather have the consistency, and I think that's what Russell Wilson's going to do. We're talking about a guy who's had one losing season his entire career, who's had one other season where he didn't win double-digit games. He is a winner, and uh, regardless of whether you like him or not, I think he's going to win in Denver. I'll ask one last question. It's a very simple question. We're going to be talking a lot about we're going to be going into a lot of fantasy coverage uh, in the coming weeks of the of this offseason. Who is impacted the most in this entire deal, even on the Seattle side, even on the Denver? I, give me one from Denver. Give me one from Seattle impacted the most uh, cons currently constructed right now. The biggest person that's impacted is Tyler Lockett. And, and I say that because Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson had a connection that is not like most, you bring in another good quarterback, you can find it. The way Russell Wilson throws the deep ball, the way Tyler Lockett adjusted to those deep balls, I think his value takes a tremendous hit as it stands right now, barring you know them getting a quarterback. Um, and on the Denver side of the football, you're, you're looking at those wideouts, all of them. <laughs> Jerry Judy, barring health, should be, should be a, a man. Jerry uh, Judy... His Jerry Judy with abilities. Russell Wilson will be a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. He very well could be. Um, it, it, that is very true. I, I like Jerry Judy. And then you still have the big playmaking of a Cortland Sutton when Russell Wilson, who has a great deep ball. Um, I wanted to bring something up, though, before we move on, just because I think it's appropriate. I've been seeing a lot of news and everybody's been ranking the quarterbacks now in that division. And they've been ranking it, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson and Derek Carr. Yep. And I've seen that's pretty much the order everybody's had. And I just want to tell everybody they're wrong. The people that are putting Justin Herbert right now ahead of Russell Wilson are, it blows my mind why they would do that. And I get it because of last year and the, the flashiness in which he's done it, but I want to throw out some numbers and I wrote them down. So I'm going to read. <laughs> this is the comparison we are making for a guy, for a guy who we now says third in the division. 
Russell Wilson is 104 at 53 and one all time record. Justin Herbert's 15 and 17. In 2020, uh, Russell Wilson in 558 attempts threw for 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. Justin Herbert last year, his best year, he had 672 attempts, which is over 100 more. Threw for 5,000 yards, but only 38 touchdowns. Twice in his career, Justin Herbert is throwing double-digit interceptions both years. Russell Wilson's done that four times in his 10-year career, or eight-year career, sorry. I'm sorry, four times in his nine-year career. Quarterback rating, last four years, Russell Wilson's been over 100. Justin Herbert's never had a 100 quarterback rating, and they're both around 65 66% completion percentage. We need to stop with comparing Justin Herbert, putting Justin Herbert above Russell Wilson right now. Justin Herbert's had two good years for a young quarterback, but I'm sorry. He's closer to Derek Carr than he is to Russell Wilson. And in my order, it's obviously Mahomes. It's Russell Wilson. It's Justin Herbert. And Derek Carr is right there. And the reason I give it to Herbert, obviously, is because he throws far more touchdowns than Derek Carr. But even those numbers, Derek Carr's numbers are very close to Justin Herbert's outside of the touchdown numbers. Um, I think we're getting in love with the shiny new toy and we need to go back and think about what Russell Wilson has really done in this league uh, besides last year when he was hurt and, you know, obviously things didn't go his way. And something that I, that really caught my eye here and it's maybe not caught my eyes in a good thing, but Russell Wilson is only 33 years old. Like he's in today's today's NFL. That's your prime. That's a quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Like it feels like, Russell Wilson has been in the NFL for a long, a long time. We've seen a lot of Russell Wilson. I mean, we, we've seen him in the Super Bowls. We've seen, we've seen him go through a lot. And we talk about him in the same sense of like a Rodgers or a Bray. Like, the, like when we group those quarterbacks together, Russell Wilson is normally thrown in, in that conversation of like these older veteran quarterbacks. And he's only 33 years old. So it's like there is still so much left of Russell Wilson that we're going to see uh, in a Denver Broncos uniform now. So we, He's this younger than Matt fun. Stafford. So he's younger than Matt Stafford, who just went to a new team and won the Super Bowl. Yep. And now you're bringing in Russell Wilson, who's accomplished more than Matt Stafford. And he's going to a new team that very well could be in contention for a Super Bowl next year. Um, I just think that was a great fit for Denver and good for them. Yeah, very good move. On the other hand, there was one other big news. And again, we're going to be getting into our free agency predictions in just a few moments. But there was one other big piece of news that happened on Tuesday that you did not get a chance to talk about. It was the Carson Wentz trade that sent Carson Wentz and a second round pick to the Washington Commanders in exchange for a second round pick in this year's draft, a third round pick in this year's draft, and a third round pick in next year's draft. Oh man, Aaron, this is, this was something that you're probably buzzing on, right? This trade. And and I want to, I want to, I want to repeat something I said before you even go. And I'm sorry, I got to say this, what you just talked about and what we just talked about with the Denver Broncos team, getting Russell Wilson. I said this on, on Wednesday, say this again, the Denver Broncos are close to being a Super Bowl team. They were they're they're close to being a real deal contender. All they needed was a quarterback. That statement was true. The Washington Commanders say that they are one quarterback away, but they're really not one quarterback away. And you're damn sure not a one quarterback away and your solution being the band-aid of Carson Wentz. Proceed, Aaron. I am sorry. The floor is yours. Don't be sorry. You said it perfectly. And even if we want to buy into it, that they're one quarterback away, let's say they're one quarterback away. 
this ain't it. Carson, no. when, listen, I keep saying this to everybody. When are teams going to learn? You're in Philadelphia. You don't like being coached. You're mad because you got benched for Nick Foles and he won a Super Bowl and now you can't handle all the pressure and people talking about you. So you ask to get out. You get traded to the Colts with that $100 million contract. You go back to a guy that said, you go with your coordinator, the only coordinator that you were successful with in Frank Wright, the best offensive line in football, arguably, the number one running back in football, a top defense, yep. and you didn't make the playoffs. And the first, thing, the first thing you can't handle is the scrutiny that comes from your performance of Jacksonville the last week of the season, a 4.3 quarterback um, rating or whatever it is, QBR. Jags. And then you're not happy now. And then now all the reports come out is you weren't coachable. Your leadership sucked. You, like, when are teams going to learn that a zebra does not change its stripes? You think he's going to go to Washington, a dysfunctional franchise that hasn't had a quarterback there since, since, <laughs> since, I don't know, Mark Rippon? I mean, they, they've never had a quarterback there. And now you're going to go to this franchise and expect it to change? On, on Wednesday, AJ said that Washington won this deal. There's no way in hell Washington won this deal. The compensation, number one, the compensation, they got rid of the contract, which helps. Um, the second round pick, they swapped second round picks. Obviously, the Colts will be a little, the, the pick will be a little bit higher. The third round pick, free pick. And then the second round pick, if he plays 70% of the games, it's going to be a second round pick. That would be a win. If he doesn't play 70% of the games, guess what? It's still a win because he's not on the field. So Washington's taking another loss. Yep. To me, Washington would have been better off keeping Taylor Heineke over Carson Wentz. And I'm not joking about that. Carson Wentz is not it. He is not it. He's proven that over the past three or four seasons. Um, this is very disappointing to watch. Another, I mean, welcome back to the NFC East. I love it as a Cowboy fan. But it's disappointing to see teams that continue to give a guy like this chances when there's other quarterbacks out there that haven't had their second chance and were just as successful as Carson Wentz, a la Mitchell Trubisky. Why, why not just wait and sign Mitch Trubisky? To me, that's a at least he's going to give you the mental toughness dealing yeah. with what he dealt with in Chicago where Carson Wentz has not. I think it's atrocious. I think it's a bad deal. And um, Washington's going to be in the same situations they've been in. So I expect them to draft a quarterback still. And if they don't, Washington's going to be right where they've been. And when you get when you get into it, like you like like just just simplify it here, ladies and gentlemen, just simplify it. The Colts are a better team around the quarterback position than the Washington football team. You got a top. Uh, you have the number one running back in the NFL, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Your wide receivers, sure, you might give that a, a slight edge to Washington just because it's one Terry McLaurin versus one Michael Pittman. That's really that's the edge. But then everything else around him, it's just it's 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 Indianapolis and he couldn't do it in Indianapolis. So why is he the answer in Washington? It does not make any sense. Even the defense, even the defense that we last year said, oh, they're going to be so great in Washington, wasn't very good. And then today reports come out that Landon Collins was asked to take a pay cut that he agreed to, that he agreed to the first pay cut. They decide to trade for Carson Wentz. They go to him again, say, we need you to take another pay cut. And he says, nah. And so they, they release him and now he's a free agent. So you get rid of one of the better safeties in football to bring in Carson Wentz, who's a, a leader or not a leader, compare or compared to other quarterbacks and that have been complained about by teammates, by coaches. Um, 
it just makes no sense. It just go once goes to show once again the Washington franchise. I, you can change your name, but you're still the same franchise. Yep. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and they had the 11th pick in the draft. Like, I get it. Seattle now, like Seattle now moves ahead of you. They they want a quarterback. Why not trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Anything. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Carson Wentz. You want to know why? Because when we talked about AJ talked about game managers. Jimmy Garoppolo is a game manager. Yeah. Carson Wentz is not a game manager. Carson Wentz is a game thrower. He 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 can throw you out of a game. He can yeah. throw you in a game. Like he does have the talent, but he throws you out more than he throws you in. Jimmy Garoppolo just can't make big plays, but he can manage a game. We've watched him go to a Super Bowl. We've watched him go to an NFC Championship game and be successful when you put everything perfect around him. Everything was perfect around Carson Wentz last year. And it they didn't make the playoffs. Like they did not make the playoffs. It's it, it. I don't know how much more evidence they need. He's the first quarterback since Sam Bradford to be traded in three, what three consecutive years or two consecutive years. Not so a good look, years. not a good look. Uh, tough, tough world for, for, for Carson Wentz. Now, I, I guess this is the best part here. Bailey said it best. We're not going to see one revenge game next year. We're not going to see two revenge games next year. We get three revenge games next year for Carson Wentz. Well, Put up or shut up time. I would I would honestly, I would have drafted a quarterback or traded for someone. I'm happy. It's Just two more wins for the Dallas Cowboys next year. Hey, there you go. There you go. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $499 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands, like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Uh, all right. That does it for our headlines that we are covering. Oh, that was a lot. That was good shit, though. I love it. I love it. Uh, we're about to get into our NFL free agency predictions, uh, but... We got to pay some bills here, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't forget, we made it simple for you guys. Actually, this isn't the right one. This is the right one. Don't forget, head on over to Sack City Pod on all social media platforms. Look at the baby hands. Kenny Pickett, Kenny Baby Hands Pickett is telling you where to go. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Sack City Pod, ladies and gentlemen. Do it. Do yourself a favor. All the best content is on there. It's it's good stuff. You're not going to want to miss anything that's on there. Share, share, share. Let everyone know. I mean, Kenny Baby Hands Pickett. Washington could have drafted Kenny Pickett. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I take, I take Baby Hands right now. T two glove Baby Hands over Carson Wentz. Wow. Two glove Baby Hands. Kenny Pickett over Carson Wentz. You heard it here I hope first. Kenny Pickett's going to shine. I hope Kenny Pickett shines, man. I do too. I do too. So he can really make more fun of these baby hands. I can, I would love to make a new baby hands graphic with whatever NFL team he's winning the MVP with. I would love to <laughs> ho ho hoisting up the Lombardi trophy with baby hands is the graphic. I want to make, make it happen. Kenny Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna drop it he's gonna drop they're, they're, it he's gonna ask he's gonna ask for the lombardi trophy to be uh shrunk in size <laughs> gonna so get a mini size it. you ever see i have it we've been out we've been on that tiktok ryan ladies and gentlemen if you want to get on our tiktoks at six sack city pod i've been seeing videos of like when there's like a little person in like the grocery store he holds up like a coke a coke bottle and hands it to a tall person and it ends up being like it's a big eight, eight liter whatever it's like you know what i'm talking about it's great yes. uh good stuff all right, let's do this damn thing. 
we're going to be going through our top 10 free agents here. If we get, I know if we get, if we have enough time, we will go through 11 through 20. If we don't have enough enough, time, we'll have enough time. Okay. All right. We'll have enough time. It's you and me. It's you and me. Fair enough. All day on all of them. Fair enough. We've got our top 20 free agents this year. We're going to go from top to bottom, deciding where they are going to land. And when this is all said and done, we'll travel back to this episode and figure out where we went right and where we went wrong. Let's start here with 11 through 20 here. And Aaron, I'm going to be honest here. This is your list. And this, I, 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 and I have no problem with it. It's a great, it's a great list. There's some interesting names here that I would have thought would have been higher. So not only are we going to predict these things, but I want to get your outlook on these players and why you either have them so high or so low. Uh, let's start off with Jayon Brown, the linebacker out of the, from the Tennessee Titans, now a free agent here. Where does he land? We'll simplify this. Where is he going? Um, for me, it's Philadelphia. And some people probably don't even have him on this list because he hasn't been very productive in Tennessee. But the fact of the matter is he's young. He's athletic. He's a good mobile linebacker. He can go sideline to sideline. I like I like him in Philly. Philly doesn't have uh, great linebackers now. TJ Edwards, Alex Singleton, they're losing Jannard uh, Avery. Um, I think Philly's weak up the middle when it, when you get outside of uh, Fletcher Cox and, and those big guys up front. They need some linebacker help. I think Jayon Brown's a good fit in Philly. I like it. I like it. What other I'm, I'm trying to the reason why I, I was very, very slow to make that transition was I was trying to look at the rest of the linebackers that are in this free agent class and why you have him over. Let's just say like a, a Leighton Vander Esch. You, you're you're a big Cowboys guy. Why would you have him over like a Leighton Vander Esch? Um, injury concerns, consistency. Um, kind of fallen off since he started when he first came in the league. He looked slower. Uh, if you're specifically talking about Leighton Vander Esch, I'd rather much, I'd much rather have Jay on Brown. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Let's go to the next one here on this list. Landon Collins. We were just talking about him, and I, I will start this one off here. I I'm going to, I'm going to give the prediction here. We'll, we'll go, we'll go back and forth. We'll go back and forth. We'll, we'll, uh, I, I, Jay on Brown, Philadelphia. That's perfectly fine. Landon Collins is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I, I'm not going to say that for every single pick. But I think Landon Collins lands in Jacksonville. Obviously, it's a need for the for the Jags. They did bring in some draft picks out of the safety position. They, they need a veteran on this defense, other than Shaq Griffin. Great, great player. They need veterans. But here, let me tell you, let me tell you some insider news here on Landon Collins on why he's going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Landon Collins has a kid located here in Jacksonville. He's got family here. Landon Collins, bring him home, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's it. There's not there's not much in-depth analysis on that. Landon Collins is going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Uh, it's possible. Um, I actually have Landon Collins going to Indianapolis. I think they want I think they upgrade the safety position, Justin Blackman and those guys over there. They, they've been okay, but I think they upgrade, get a Landon Collins who's a playmaker, and they got a lot of cap space. So I have him heading over to Indianapolis. I think they're 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 in it. They got a lot of free agency in, in Indy. They got a lot of work to do. Landon Collins, Jacksonville, book it. You say Indianapolis, we've booked it. Allen Robinson, you have him at 18. I would have had Allen Robinson much higher. I Let's knock, the, let's knock these 
wide receivers off here. There's two wide receivers on this list. Let's knock them both off here at once. You have Odell Beckham Jr. at 13. You have Allen Robinson at 18. This is just like what we do in, on our Pigskins and Pancakes show. Uh, but you have I, – I can't I, – I did not understand why you have Odell Beckham Jr. who quite possibly could return as early as November of this year, could quite possibly miss the entire season and have to come back for the playoffs for a team. You have Odell Beckham Jr. at 13 and Allen Robinson at 18 who is healthy and will start the season – on your team, hopefully. Why do you have wh- why the big gap? Why OBJ over Allen Robinson? Um, you know, the more I've been doing my research into Allen Robinson, he's kind of overrated. He- he's very much overrated. His production is not as great as um as one of the elite receivers in the league, which is why he's 18 on this list. There's far more productive players than he's been in his career. He's got three thousand yard seasons. Three. I mean, he had a 1,400 yard in Jacksonville when he was 22, and that was great. Since then, his highest was 1,250, and that was two years ago in Chicago. Now, I get it. He hasn't played with any quarterbacks, but we've seen guys, DeAndre Hopkins, and some of the elite receivers that didn't play with quarterbacks that still produced at a high level. Allen Robinson's been banged up at times. He hasn't been as consistent as I thought he was. Um, honestly, I just don't find the value. Uh, of putting them, especially at the receiver position, of putting them higher on a free agency list. No team, I don't feel like teams should be spending see, upwards of twenty million to pay a guy like that. See, I don't think that I, I don't think that like Allen Robinson to me, obviously isn't a top ten wide receiver, but I'd say Allen Robinson is in. I I argue he's he's around the top twenty. He's around the top ten, maybe the back end of, of back end of top twenty. I can I can agree with that. Yeah, I, I think I think that's there, and and also I mean you talk about what he's been able to do without a quarterback, and you you're right. You brought up DeAndre Hopkins. That that's a fair that's a fair comparison. But what did Mike Williams just get in terms of contract? I can't remember his actual deal. Overpaid. Overpaid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, overpaid. But he's also younger. He's also younger, which makes a a, a big difference. He hasn't been in the league quite as long. Um, uh, but yeah, he was definitely overpaid. I think Mike Williams is what twenty six. Let me see Alan where 20, so Mike Williams, 29. Mike Williams in terms of average per year is the one, two, three, four, fifth highest paid wide receiver in terms of money per year. And he is making yeah. 20, 20 million a year, 20 million a year. So Allen Robinson, less than 20 million, probably around. Nah, he probably, he probably will. Allen get, Robinson won't get 20 million. Allen Robinson will get around 16 million a year. Okay. That puts him up around because of age, because of age. I mean, age plays a factor in that. So that, that puts him around Adam Thielen. That puts him around Robert Woods, Mike Evans. I mean, I, Brandon cooks. I, I I'd say the bar is Brandon cooks level for Allen Robinson. I, I don't, I, I don't get the, well, okay. So that's part. my point. So I don't get the, the overrated part. Though. Over, okay. So overrated is to me, maybe, maybe it's over, maybe it's overstated. Um, I just think he's not as good as sometimes I think we've given him credit for. He had has had really good seasons a couple of times, but outside of that, it's been nothing special. So when I think of the top wide receivers getting top dollar, Allen Robinson doesn't come to mind. So, and, and when we're talking about free agency, the wide receiver position is, it's already, it's very scarce. It's a deep wide receiver class. And we've seen now the wide receiver position has started to turn into the running back position where guys don't really want to pay anybody because what happens? Get Michael Thomas, get Amari Cooper, who are great players and great receivers, but never live up to those contracts. Yeah. 
so PFF has uh, the contract projection for Allen Robinson, three years, 45 million, which ends up being 15 uh, yep. per year. So that's that's that that's that's right around where where he needs to be. I think Allen Robinson ends up with a contender. Give me Allen Robinson to. I know the New England hype is out there. I don't I don't like New England as a destination for Allen Robinson. I think he want. I think with him being able to decide where he can go, I think you see Allen Robinson in. I'm going to stick with what I said, and then in the AFC West uh, offseason outlook, Allen Robinson is going to be a Las Vegas Raider at the end of the. Uh, free agency um i have Allen robinson going to the cardinals and pairing him up with deandre hopkins and adding a weapon there they lose christian kirk um they got Rondell moore who's young but i have him going to the cardinals there and i have odell beckham returning to the rams i also um, have that, that, that that's, i think that's, it's I, just a good fit and and when he's healthy what he showed with the quarterback so it can get him the ball he's still explosive um he's he seems to be on the right track i, I like odell back with the rams man a healthy robert woods <clears throat> A healthy Cooper Cup and a healthy Odell Beckham Jr. They have the chance and a healthy to... Van Jefferson. Like it's yeah. just they're they're loaded. Yeah, they're loaded. they have they have a chance to repeat if if they have that that type of uh receiving group. Uh so that's those two wide receivers knocked out here. Now Marcus May at 17. We both really like Marcus May, the safety from from the New York Jets now going to be a free agent. I think the Jets should have re-signed. Marcus May, I will state that. I think that that was probably that was a big mistake for the New York Jets to let him go. Where does Marcus May land uh, in this uh, in this year's free agency? Um, we brought it up on the offseason outlook. AJ thought they could use some safety help. Um, I think it's Denver. I think Denver loses a guy like Kareem Jackson. They can use some safety help there. He said Quandre Diggs. Um, I like Marcus May here. I think Marcus May is a good fit. Um, he brings a physical style of play, and I do think he's coming off an injury. Maybe you can get him a little bit cheaper. They have a ton of cap space, um, but I, I do think if Marcus May ends up in Denver. I'm gonna. There's I'm a gonna lot go, of safeties out there. There is, there is, and and uh, you'll we'll definitely talk about uh, the biggest name safety uh, in just a little bit. I think it's I think it's Baltimore, and I listed Baltimore as a as a landing spot for a Tyron Matthew, but I'm gonna and this is this is gonna come back and bite me in the ass because now I'm gonna have to want to decide on where I put Tyron Matthew, but I, I I think Baltimore is a perfect spot for Marcus May. They don't have to pay that much, and they get a veteran guy on their team. Obviously, not a, like a ma- a big time veteran like a Tyron Matthew, but Marcus May has has been in the league for a little bit now. I think he lands in Baltimore. Go with Baltimore. Go with Baltimore. I like it. The guy you just brought up, Quandre <laughs> Diggs, Seattle Seahawks, for, former Seattle Seahawks cornerback. You're 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 chomping at the bit for this one. No, it's Where? funny because I actually think he's going to the Jets. I think they're swapping. They're letting Marcus May walk, and I think they're going to go after Quandre Diggs. They obviously still need safety help. Uh, Robert Salah is still a defensive-minded head coach. He's going to look for defense. He wants to build his team with that defensive foundation. I think Quandre Diggs is a veteran. He brings leadership. Players love to play with him. Um, He's always around the football. I think Quandre Diggs makes sense for the Jets um, with letting Marcus May go. Whatever that fractured relationship has been with, with Marcus May, I think they rebuild that with Quandre Diggs. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I like it. I like it. Next up on the list, Hassan Reddick, former Carolina Panthers linebacker, former Arizona Cardinals linebacker. He had a big year with the Arizona Cardinals, got him a got him a chance with Carolina. Now he's on the market again. Oh man, this one's a tough one. 
This one's a tough one on where where to put a Tom Brady because really, I mean, just about every. I'd say I'd say there's a good market for for linebackers. For I mean, there's a lot of good linebackers in this class, and there's a lot of teams that need linebackers. Where does Hassan Reddick land? Um, you're gonna notice a running theme from my list. I have Hassan Reddick going to the Denver Broncos. Um, I, I, I think the arms race is ready to go here. Denver has a lot of money to spend. They got some, they got some free agencies and they're not very good up front when it comes to the defensive side of the football, especially in the middle, that middle level there, they, they lose Alexander Johnson. They don't have really any interior line um, linebackers. They put him on the outside with Bradley Chubb on the, on rushing. Um, I think Hassan Reddick's a good fit there. He's a playmaker. He gets sideline to sideline. He brings a little bit of a different versatility at the position, which most linebackers can't do. He can cover, he can rush, he can, you know, play the run. I, I like Hassan Reddick there. I think he's a versatile player, and I think Denver is a good spot for him. You'll notice like a, a, a running theme of this of arm race. Of Denver. Oh, oh, of every team in the AFC West just making moves <laughs> after moves after moves. I, that, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I'm going to go with a, with a team that did make a trade, but it wasn't for Denver and it wasn't Seattle. It's the Indianapolis Colts. I think the Indianapolis Colts really need linebacker help. They they did not. They, they were they were at the bottom of the league in terms of sacks per game last year. They they were not good at the linebacker position. And, and I mean, I think Hassan Reddick fits a good uh, uh, fills a good hole for the Indianapolis Colts. And, and now they have the cap space because they don't have Carson Wentz to deal with. Uh, Hassan Reddick to the Indianapolis Colts. Right? Uh, are you right? Are you writing? Is it is the notepad out? No, I'll write it down uh, when ah, I you do all the clipping anyways. When I read the show, you do so much work on the show. It's, it's <laughs> unreal. Uh, next on the list, Devondre Campbell, linebacker with the Arizona Cardinals. Really, I should have grouped these linebackers together, but I didn't. Uh, not the he's not even with the Arizona Cardinals. That picture is not even right. He is with the Green no. Bay Packers, former <laughs> linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. Where does Devondre Campbell land? This might be something that people don't agree with me on because they're pretty, they've always been pretty deep at this position, but I really like Devontae Campbell in Pittsburgh. I think he just fits. I think he's a stealer. I think he's a Pittsburgh type of player. He had a really good year last year, probably earned himself, you know, a significant payday. Um, I think Pittsburgh needs to still kind of address that defense. We, we talk about their offensive line and maybe, you know, the quarterback position and offensive line are more, what they want to focus on, but I think getting a, a Devon, uh, Devondre Campbell and then also some pieces the, at the cornerback level are going to be important for them. They want to still build around their defense, especially with a young quarterback. You assume um, I think Devondre Campbell would fit nicely in Pittsburgh. And I think, I think there's a chance they get him. I I'm going to go with uh, an NFC East spot, not the New York jets. I'm going to go with the new England Patriots team. That That's just the AFC East or AFC East. Jesus Christ. Oof. AFC East team in the New England Patriots. I think that obviously they just uh, got rid of Kyle Van Noy. I think that Devondre Campbell is going to be able to bring in uh, a good. I don't think they're going to. He's going to like get a, a massive payday. I think this is like maybe like a something like a two year, three year deal. But the New England Patriots are going to be. They've, they've lost Kyle Van Noy. They could be losing Dante How Dante Hightower. I mean, this is a team that needs help with the linebacker position. They need to keep building to try and compete with the Buffalo Bills in that AFC East, and they land Devontae Campbell. Boom. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna get all these right. I'm just letting you know that I'm gonna get all of these right, and and it's just gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Last but not least, we'll go. We'll knock these two bad boys out here. Darius Williams. And Stefan Gilmore, 
back-to-back cornerbacks in your rankings here. I am sticking with my prediction of Stephon Gilmore going to the Houston Texans. And I'm still, I'm, uh, we, we, if you miss these shows that we've had, they're, they're beautifully clipped and easy to watch on YouTube out now at the Sac City pod. But uh, we, we, we uh, gave the outlook for the Houston Texans. We gave the outlook for the Detroit Lions. Darius Williams to the Detroit Lions and Stephon Gilmore to the Houston Texans fills big time needs for those two teams. And I think those are two younger teams that could use that veteran type leadership from a Stephon Gilmore and a Super Bowl experience from a Darius Williams. Um, I'm with you on the Darius Williams, the familiarity with Brad Holmes. I think that's a good fit in Detroit with the defense that needs help. So I, I also had him going to Detroit. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, I don't think there's a chance in hell he goes to Houston. Um, late This late in his career, I think wants he wants to, to go somewhere where he has the chance to win. Um, but I think it's more to, to me, it's more about a relationships. Um, Stephon Gilmore has talked a lot about Mike Tomlin. And I think losing Joe Hayden... Oh. Um, I, I think Pittsburgh, again, here's Pittsburgh, um, is a good spot for a Stephon Gilmore. They're losing a kilo Weatherspoon, too. He's a free agent. They're nickelback. Um, no Joe Hayden, obviously. You can throw Stephon Gilmore in there to line up on the opposite side of Cameron Sutton. Um, Steelers, defense, it goes together. I, I like Stephon Gilmore in Pittsburgh. Good spot. That is a, that is a great spot. They, they desperately need cornerbacks as well. They are They are really in need of some quarterback help. So that would, that would help them out a lot. Your one through 10. This is your top 10 big board in terms of free agents here. And you put a former cowboy in at number 10. Who else knows Randy Gregory better than the Cowboys fan himself? Where does he land? And really, why is he? he I mean, this is uh, realistically out of the, out of this entire list, him and Chandler Jones is the best pass rushers in this free agent class. Randy Gregory brings that to the table. Where does he land? And uh, tell us about Randy Gregory. When Randy Gregory, in my best Stephen A. impression, is off the weed, <laughs> he is an elite pass rusher. He can get to the quarterback. He's proven it time and time again. He just has to stay out of trouble. Dallas has done a good job to kind of sticking with him to allow him to kind of overcome those immaturity issues. Um, I, I think this is a guy that wants to get paid. I, I do. I don't think there's a chance in hell Dallas gets him back. I think he wants to get paid. I think he's going to end up on a team that's young, that doesn't win. Um, I haven't gone to the New York Jets. I think the New York Jets get a pass rusher with Robert Salah, um, a guy that just you tell him, go get the quarterback like he did with Nick Bosa. Um, I see Randy Gregory in a Jets uniform real soon. That that makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna double down on I'm doubling down on that one with the New York Jets because that that makes a lot of sense. A guy like that wanting to get the bag and then it just, you know, I don't want to uh, Randy Gregory. He could have it all figured out and play every game for the rest of his career and, and not have to go through any off off field problems. But it always just seems like those bad teams, those those rebuild teams always are will are more willing to take those shots on those players that have those those kind of problems. And I mean, not even, I don't even want to say the Shaq Lawson pick Shaq Lawson had no problems and anything like that, but it's like those type of players that like, or that, that want the bag, you know, that they are going to get the bag. And it's those teams that are at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. And having those cap space to be able to make it. And you're getting a guy, you're getting a guy that has a super high ceiling. Like he could be one of the best pass rushers in football. He already is when he's on the field. So um, yeah, I, I just think it's a good spot for him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Next up on the list, you have Brandon Sheriff, former Washington Commanders. Sheriff? I said Sheriff. Right. Brandon Sheriff. It's Sheriff. 
Brandon Scherf, former Washington Commanders uh, guard. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to. Let me hear what you're saying first. Because yeah, honestly, I really want the Jacksonville Jaguars to make a push for him, but I don't <laughs> want to say the Jacksonville Jaguars land him. Uh, so where does, where does Brandon Scherf go? In the offseason outlook, I said Pittsburgh should call and make that call to get Brandon Scherf. I thought that was a slam dunk for them. I still do think they should, but I actually think he lands in Cincinnati. I think it makes perfect sense. They got a they got yeah. a huge cap space. They obviously need to address the offensive line. He's the best interior lineman that's left um, from the guard position, I should say. Um, I think it makes sense for them to go after him. I have him going to Cincinnati. Yeah, I like I like that as well. I mean, it's for 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 Cincinnati here. It's like this is where this is where they need to go. They need to go all offensive line. I I'm gonna be I'll be different here. I am going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers. And they are their team that they they've they've went offensive line the past few years. They, they last year you saw them get a Corey Lindsley from the Green Bay Packers, but this year they lost Brian Bulaga. Uh, this they 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 lost Brian Bulaga. He retired, and they could really fill that spot there. They're letting go of Michael Schofield. This is a spot. This is a hole for the Los Angeles Chargers that needs to be filled. And again, you've brought it up many of times on the show. Everyone's shocking for position. They want to protect Justin Herbert. That's a big time priority for the Los Angeles Chargers, and they land Brandon Scherf. That's that's a it's maybe my wild card pick. Wild card. Oh like man, it. here it is. This is the one I really wanted to talk about. At number eight, you have Bobby Wagner, and this is a player that it did come as a surprise to a lot of people that he was released from the Seattle Seahawks. Spent a lot of time there. Reports came out today that. The Seattle Seahawks didn't even have the decency to call him and let him know. Like it was, it was somebody else just letting him know that he got released, which is really shitty. But Bobby Wagner is going to be an impact player for somebody out there and be a big time difference maker. I'm assuming he's going to some AFC West team. Um, he's not. Oh, he's going to the, he's going to the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, oh, wow. Um, th- there are already reports that the Dallas Cowboys have already called to talk to his agent and are waiting, you know, to be able to officially make offers, um, reunite him with Dan Quinn. Remember Dan Quinn's connection to Seattle. Um, they Leighton Vander Esch is gone. You line him up in the middle there with Micah Parsons, who they really want to use more as a rusher, um, because his ability to get the quarterback. And now you don't have to worry about that middle linebacker position. I think it's a match made in heaven, depending on how much he's going to cost. Uh, right. That's the biggest thing with Dallas right now, making a splash in free agency with cost. But I have a feeling Jerry Jones is the master of making things work. Um, I have a feeling Bobby Wagner is going to be a Dallas Cowboy this this season. Wow. Even if it's only a one-year deal. Wow. I like that. I don't like double. I, I'm, I'm sorry for taking <laughs> your picks. No, that yeah, good, that's the point. That that is a, that is a good pick, and I and I do like. It. And I honestly, I went, I, I went, I scrolled through Twitter to see what the Bobby Wagner conversation has been all about today. And it was Ed Werder that came out and said the Cowboys have contacted free agent linebacker Bobby Wagner and expressed their interest in having him play for Dan Quinn, who coached him. Yeah, that, that's that like th- those one of the like those are layups. Like when there's like that type of connection with these players, like a, like a Dan Quinn has with Bobby Wagner, it's like a layup to say okay that that's where he's going to go. You just hope a team that doesn't have like you know eighty million in cap space doesn't throw like, just a bag at him because then it's hard to turn down. That's true. That is true, but but I mean, look at the people who have, I mean, is I guess Cincinnati maybe could throw anybody, the bag at him. Anybody with a bag could throw it at him, and he but might. That's true. Take it. Yeah, you know, money true. talks. Money does talk. Chandler Jones, 
the uh, pass rusher from the Arizona Cardinals wanted desperately out of Arizona. I'm going to tackle, tackle Ryan Jensen and Chandler Jones together. Since we're oh, going. are you? Okay. Go for um, it. Two AFC teams I think need to need to be addressed here. We talked about Ryan Jensen to Tennessee. I think that makes sense, replacing Ben Jones. So I'm just going to let that one go quickly. But Chandler Jones, I don't think nobody's really talking about it. I think he goes to Miami. Um, I, I think Miami, South Beach, good spot. You know, whatever the tax situation is down there, you get to play New England twice where he used to play. Um, they talked about reuniting in New England, but I, I, I think Chandler Jones is in Miami this year. They could use pass rush help. Rebuilding that team. They have a good foundation there. I, I like him to step in and help that defense with a good back end already, um, you know, that they have in the secondary. I'm going to go with a team that we haven't really talked a lot about as of late. Uh, hmm. I have two teams that I want to consider for Chandler Jones. And I, I, I think you're pulling your best AJ pressure right now. You know that, right? I know I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time here. I'm, yeah. I'm really having a hard time. I will go with the Denver Broncos. I'm going to go with Chandler Jones to the Denver Broncos. Something I just, I just saw. And I wanted to get to, before I made this pick there, the, them and the Buffalo bills were the two teams I really had in mind. Cause Buffalo needs a pass rush, but here's your connection. Chandler Jones played college ball, Syracuse, that offensive coordinator in his last two years was Nathaniel Hackett. You're reaching. You're reaching. Oh, I oh I picked Denver once and now I'm reaching. Unbelievable. You're reaching on the connection. I am. I am. I am. That would, but but hey, Chandler Jones to Denver. Denver, Denver is a definitely a destination he could go to. But my but reasoning, connection, my reasoning was a little stretch. Was that's yeah. what it was. Either way, he wants to win a Super Bowl. That's that's the other thing. And he could be very dangerous with the Denver Broncos. And I will I will agree with you. Ryan Jensen to the Tennessee Titans makes a whole lot of sense. Uh his former teammate, though. Carlton Davis. This is this is the Jets. Carlton Davis to the Jets re, just really rings to me here. Carlton Davis Fort, to the New York 49ers. Jets. 49ers. Okay. Need secondary help. One of the better corners, not being talked about a lot. 49ers. Jets make sense, but if the Niners offer him money, I think he, I think he goes there. Let's go with two teammates here. Marcus Williams, the safety, and Teron Armstead, the tackle. Armstead's going to Cincinnati. <laughs> that's that's where I have that one's uh, I didn't want to put Brandon Sheriff there, which could easily they could get both of them. They have the cap space. Uh, but I think Teron Armstead is destined for the New Orleans or the, the Cincinnati Bengals. And I will go with Marcus Williams. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave Marcus Williams on the table here. Where do you think Teron Armstead and Marcus Williams land? Uh, Teron Armstead, I actually have going to the Colts. Uh, no, the Eric Fisher's gone. Um, they're losing Mark Lewinsky. That offensive line is not what it was last year. I have Toronto Armstead with Indy, and then I have Marcus Williams to the Bears. Younger safety. The defense got old in Chicago. I think they start to kind of revamp that. Um, they lost a couple of pieces back on their back end. They had to let go, so I think Marcus Williams ends up in Chicago. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will say, you know what? I say Marcus Williams lands with the New York Jets. Uh, the Jets are a team that always yeah, makes you the Jets and the Jaguars. Everybody's on hey, the Jets and the Jaguars. Hey, hey, I just wish that the Jags were more talked about on my list, but they're not. I'll say Marcus Williams to New York Jets. Yeah. Round it out. JC Jackson, Tyron Matthew, the top two players in this free agent class. Where do they land? I think Tyron Matthew comes back to Kansas City. <laughs> That's exactly where I have him. I'm oh, yeah? right, oh, cool, cool, cool. right back to KC. He's not going anywhere. I think he'll test the market. 
but I think he'll realize what he has in case he is special. And I think yeah. he stays. Yeah. I think that, that that's, that's the case. Now, JC Jackson, top guy on your list. Where does he go? Um, to me, this is a slam dunk easiest pick for me. Um, we talked about the AFC West, those receivers, those weapons, those quarterbacks. He goes to the, the Los Angeles chargers. Um, they, they are, they are a team that could use some secondary help against those quarterbacks. I have him landing in LA JC Jackson, number one, free agent. He's going to be a charger. He's going to be a Las Vegas Raider. You got it all wrong in the AFC West. He's going to be a Las Vegas Raider. The connection with Josh McDaniels had no connection really, but he did it anyways. JC Jackson to the Las Vegas Raiders. That does it for our top 20 free agent prediction. Don't forget, we'll be live again on Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at the Sac City Pod. Be sure to check out all of our social media platforms, including TikTok, where you can get that exclusive content. Aaron, any last words in the last 15? Nope. Great Aaron. show. Fun and Games Friday. We'll see you Monday. There it is. Let's see how many we can get right. What well, Monday we predict or we go through our offseason outlook for the AFC and NFC East. And that does it. We'll see you then. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.